This program is sponsored by Unidos US and Comcast. It's recorded in our studios located in Hollywood, Florida, USA. Thanks for listening our citizenship podcast from Hispanic Unity of Florida. Before we start with our new episode, we would like to ask you to send us your feedback by visiting our web page www.hufcitizen.org. During our last podcast, we observed the N-400 application, the parts related to your date of birth, uh, your original country, of your nationality, and other important personal information. My name is Raisa. I welcome everyone to our podcast. Hi, Magali. Hi, Raisa. I am very happy to be with you today, and especially because we continue progressing the explanation of the N-400 application. What an amazing tool to be here with our students and with those that are now looking for citizenship. We welcome everybody, as you said, everyone to our podcast. And so what we are going to be doing or what we are going to be doing today is just to speak about the uh, special exceptions of the English test as well as the American Disabilities Act that is very much uh, pronounced in the N-400 application. I know, Raisa, in our last season, we had the chance to speak to our students about these special exceptions, and we did one show in Spanish. But today, considering so many people that now and listen to our podcast, we have to be sensitive and to understand others that do not speak English, uh, Spanish. And so that's the reason why we are here today dedicating this program for everybody that is probably intended to submit this application with the N-648 and also with the time frame of being legal permanent residents in the United States. Yes, Magali, I agree with you. This is very important part during uh, citizenship process to see, to know who is eligible for this exemption to have their interview in their original language. Many students asking about this condition and today we are going to make this clear and uh, very easy to understand who is eligible to get their interview test in their original language, not only Spanish and Russian and Creole and the different languages, how many immigrants we have from different countries. If we check the N-400 application in the part second, USCIS is asking the applicant if they have any kind of physical or developmental disability or mental impairment that prevents the applicant to do the test in the English language as part of the requirement of the civics for naturalization. And so if the answer is positive, Raisa, so what? What do you think will be the next steps that an applicant should follow in order to submit the N-400 along with the N-648? Yes, Magali, if some our students or anybody who wants to become an American citizen, they have some medical uh, condition, they cannot uh, uh, learn, improve their English, they have condition to apply for 
form N600 application, 648, I'm sorry, application, and they can have help from immigration to get their interview in their own language. That means if you cannot really learn English, doesn't mean you cannot become an American citizen. You just have to ask for help. And so in that term, every single applicant, number one, well, in, in fact, in the past, the practice was different than today in regards to the N648. If my answer is yes to this question, I do have to submit my N648 completed by my medical uh, doctor or team, let's say that, because probably you have a specialist or more than one specialist. So then you can submit more than one N648. And so with that, you have, you must, that is a must, Raisa. The N648 should be submitted in origin with the N400 application. When I say in origin means that every, every single paper that I'm submitting should be together with the N648. Every single, because people are applying for fee waivers, right? And so I send my N400 and also the N648. So what they normally do is to have done and completed the last version of the form N648 and to have your doctor reading all these instructions in regards to the form, how to complete the best of the best in order to have the perfect world and so to be accepted in USCIS when you go to the interview. You know, many of our students, they're looking for this condition to apply with Form N648, but not all of them, after they even apply and ask letter from doctor, they still not eligible for to be accepted for that test. You have to make sure your doctor has the condition to sign that letter to immigration about your medical condition. Because some students, they hoping that letter, that uh, letter N648 will be approved. And the big surprise when they go for interview, that letter wasn't approved by immigration from their doctors. That's the reason why we speak about the real world and the perfect world. That perfect world means that we expect the form to be totally completed in integrity and to be accepted by the um, USCIS adjudicator. But the real world, Raisa, is that is not. So when an applicant is looking for an N648, I would say that one of the best uh, practices will be sharing that information with the person that is helping you to complete your N400 application. Uh, the sense of understanding, what is the whole recap of your medical condition, the diagnosis and the whole uh, treatment of your condition, then will be a very serious um, argument that a, a, a doctor can speak about your condition. But when they're very light and then they have not so much argument, I would say most of these N648s are going in a very uh, simple and light way, meaning that um, 
It was not very much elaborated. I don't think doctors are giving a lot of information about the medical costs and consequences of those conditions and the reasons why the applicant cannot complete or cannot do the testing in English. And so with that, Raisa, the officer will deny the case, not the case, they will deny the form and will ask you to submit a new one. So as we mentioned, um, every single application, you have two chances uh, to be assisted by the USCIS officer to complete your process and to become American citizen. But you already fail with one of those uh, chances. And so you have to come back in 60 days with a new form that should be um, updated by the medical um, a, a doctor that is helping you with your application. Magali, I have a question. Probably that is the most asked question from our students. If I apply my N-400 application for my citizenship status and I send my application with N-648 and letter from my doctor, when I will know if I eligible for that easy test or not? When this will be my answer? Well, as I mentioned, Raisa, everything is in the hands of the um, doctor and the quality of the information and uh, the time dedicated to the form. Uh, we all know how busy the world is outside, and especially doctors, where they have to assist many, many people that are looking for them. And so imagine how much time uh, creating the form and, and making the whole argument could be. So a lot of doctors don't have the time, don't dedicate a lot of efforts into the form. And so us as applicants, we're just walking away from your doctor's office and then we are trying to understand and believe that everything uh, was very well developed. And so when I, for example, I read those applications, I already have a sense and I can tell you when they're very, very short in words and most of those uh, uh forms are empty, very much like very few things to say. CIS officer will not uh, give a positive result uh, of those forms. The perfect world, of course, Raisa, we want to have it like that, approved immediately. But the real world is that CIS wants to see and to understand what happened to the applicant and why this person is not able to uh, do the test in English and what happened to the mental condition or physical condition affecting your mental condition that is preventing you to present the test in English. My experience, in my experience, I will say something, Raisa. Very few out of the N648s are approved. Okay, Magali, then what is your advice? If I send my application with N648 form, I have to study for my interview English and English to get my interview and English, right? Absolutely. Every single time that I have an applicant with the N648, in my personal practice, I'm always asking the student to empower to continue being on board with their cases because we believe that with the N648 submitted, I will be exempt of the English test automatically, and that's not the case. USCIS will read 
carefully every single one of the words that the doctor is talking about your case. And for sure, at the end of the whole uh, argument, they will decide if they approve it or not. If they don't, by procedure, USCIS will continue with the rest of the interview as any person in the in the real world will be. And so with that, I will say that I advise every single person to study, although it's very complicated. Because I can tell you, Raisa, we have a lot of cases where they do a lot of efforts and at the end, they're able to make it. And so it means that you are still uh, have the chance to continue empowering yourself and to be self-sufficient the day of the interview and to be able to perform a good result. Yeah, Magali, I understand your advice. Keep studying. Anyway, this will help you, if not for interview, in case will help you in your future life in this country because this is the country speaking English. And always we have to improve our language. language. English, it's important. It's a big contradiction, and some students, they got a little bit uh, stressed when they come to the office, and I give my observation. Personally, I make some notes, and I send those notes to doctors, and I am asking doctors to take a little bit of time to read carefully the instructions CIS is writing in the N648. By following that, uh, those instructions, they have a large and a big chance to be approved. But time is the issue, Raisa, and also the access to doctors. How to convince your doctor about uh, producing the N648? A lot of our students are coming to us saying, listen, do you have a doctor that you can refer me that I can have uh, this N648 completed? I will say, no, we don't but you have your own doctor. And this is a dialogue that you have to establish with your doctor to see if it could be or not feasible. Yeah, that is a very serious issue and we have to be very careful with that. And uh, if we really, really need that help, we can use that help. But if we can do by ourselves to study, to prepare us for our citizenship test, we have to do that. And Hispanic Unity, will be very happy to help you, to prepare you for that citizenship interview in English. See, Raisa, what happened is this, uh, it's very common to see our clients coming to say, oh, my English is not good, I don't have a good memory, I have a lot of issues, and one of the issues is that I don't have time to learn English because I have to work. Then you understand that probably you have a different kind of priority. And the time has been passing five years, 10 years as a legal permanent residence. And so zero interest to engage in this assimilation process of learning the English language. And so when you want to file for citizenship along with the N648, um, maybe you have a condition. You said that, um, that you forgot everything. Do you have any diagnosis? No, nothing. So why we speak about the special exception when you know this is not the case, that you are healthy, that you are menti mentally healthy as well. So there is no... Uh, way a doctor will be writing down um, an N648 that is not based on a real diagnosis. Yeah, 
Our advice, don't ignore importance of study English in this country. That is very important. Even if you have some kind of the medical condition, that medical condition may be not helping you to be approved with N648 application. That is for some students who really, really need that help. We also uh, have in the N400 the second and um, and I will I will say last chance to do the test in English. But before I pass to that one, Raisa, I just want to give a little advice in regards to people that submit the application with the N648, and because through the process and the time that is taking. Um, to get into your interviews maybe you have an accident and maybe something happened and you are very much affected with your english language and your memory because of whatever happened that stroke who knows can happen so that is something that you can bring uh, to your interview and to the attention of the officer if that situation happened after you submit the application and you have to bring the proof of everything. It's not like uh, after I send my application, I have a headache. No, no, no. It's not like that. It's just like real situations that may happen during the course of the, the processing of your N-400 application. Anyhow, so let's take a look, Raisa, what I believe is the other chance for people to pass the test in their original language. Okay, we have next portion about exemption uh, from the English language test. And here we're going to talk about age and your time to be legal permanent resident. We have here A, B, and C, three condition. And what condition you can be have uh, exemption to get your test and your native language. 50 years old and 20 years as a legal permanent resident. 55 years old and 15 years as a legal permanent resident. And 65 years old and 20 years as a legal permanent resident. Therefore, automatically, you have the chance to present the uh, citizenship interview in your native language. So those are very specific because of a component that is age and time as legal permanent residents. Magali, I have a question. What is I'm 85 years old lady and I'm legal permanent resident since seven years? Well, it's very specific. I mean, this is only for people who they have a very um, strong <laughs> time as legal permanent residents. 20 years is a lot of time, Raisa. 20 years as a legal permanent resident. And you can tell the number of people that are legal permanent residents who never learn English, that are looking for this kind of exception. And so you can tell how many out of them are willing to pass the test in their native language. So 20 years are 20 years. We spoke, and probably in one of our podcasts in the past, this theory that speaks about the length of time that you are legal permanent resident, more difficulties you will have to become American citizen. 
Anyhow, let's speak about the case of people that are kind of angels. They never learn the language. They wait until the 10, 20 years. Then they qualify for the English exception. But if I am only a legal permanent resident for the past five years, this is not going to be qualifying me, although I am already 50 years old. The law is very clear in regards to the age and time as a legal permanent resident. Even if I... 85. I'm very, very old already. And I'm in this country only for five years. How I Correct. can take my test in English? I have no age to learn. I have no time to learn. And uh, that is not fair, Magali. It is part of the laws. I mean, this is not about fairness. It's about the rule of law that we have to all follow in America. So this is a design of the naturalization laws, and we have to follow them. 65 and 20 years, another exception, that have a special consideration, and is uh, that they will present the short version of the English uh, test, the civics. Only 20 questions will be involved in this kind of test, the rest of people will have to present the test and to study in their native language, a hundred questions, and so to answer six out of ten. Yes, 20 questions, civics questions of 100. That is really, really very good. You don't have to learn too much. And the age 65, yes, advanced level and very difficult to, to learn English at that age. But 20 years. As you said, Magali, we have some clients. They are living here in this country 20 years and still their English not good enough to make sure they are going to for their citizenship interview in English and they will be comfortable with their English. Absolutely. In any uh, essence, we love to invite everybody to follow our citizenship classes. And of course, because of the blessing of our organization and also the partnership with different um, uh, basic and very important organizations in the county where we live, citizenship classes are one of the best tools to empower our students to understand what is all about the interview, what things are going to happen to me the day of my interview. There is nothing but just learning and to enjoy about the beauty of the American history and, of course, the N400 application that we are dedicating to this podcast to try to understand the form which is not so well considered, I think, in the uh, learning process of becoming American citizen, the least and less um, form that we pay attention is the N-400, and it is the most important part about you. Your personal information, not only that is included in the N-400 application, all that is about your um, immigration case in the United States could be and will be observed when you apply for citizenship. Thank you very much, Magali. And I hope now it's clear who has that exemption to take the test of citizenship and their native language. And the time passes super fast, Raisa, 20 minutes already. And I'm happy. I hope that for you is clear. If not, please 
Raisa just mentioned, you can send us an email uh, through our website, www.halfcitizenship.org. And so we will be more than glad to answer to your questions. And I hope all of you, you are able to listen to us, Raisa, at any time, wherever you are. Bye-bye, everybody, and hope to see you during our next podcast. We'll be very soon. Bye-bye.